Hello everyone, this is Sharon and welcome back to another day of Sharon's Daily Inspirations. Today is December prayer day number 14 and we are reading Matthew 13 from the Passion Translations. Later that day, Jesus left the house and sat by the lake shore to teach the people. Soon there were so many people surrounding him that he had to teach sitting in a boat while the large crowd stood on the shore. He taught them many things by using stories, parables to illustrate spiritual truths, saying, Consider this. There was a farmer who went out to sow seeds. As he cast the seeds, some fell along the beaten path, of, and the birds came and ate them. Others fell into gravel that had no topsoil, then quickly shot up, but when they grew, they were scorched and withered because they had insufficient roots. Others fell among the thorns, so they had sprouted. The thorns choked them. But other seeds fell on good, rich soil that kept producing a good harvest. Some yielded 30, some 60, and some even 100 times as much as he planted. If you're able to understand this, then you will need to respond. Then his disciples approached Jesus and asked, Why do you always speak to these people in hard-to-understand parables? He explained. These are in red. You've been given the intimate experience of insight into the hidden mysteries of the realm of heaven's kingdom, but they have not. For everyone who listens with an open heart will receive progressively more revelation until he has more than enough. But those who don't listen with an open, teachable heart, even the understanding that they think they have will be taken from them. That's why I teach the people using parables, because they think they're looking for truth. Yet, because their hearts are unteachable, they never discover it. Although they will listen to me, they never fully perceive the message I speak. The prophecy of Isaiah describes them perfectly. Although they listen carefully to everything I speak, they don't understand a thing I say. They look and pretend to see, but the eyes of their hearts are closed. Their minds are dull and slow to perceive. Their ears are plugged and are hard of hearing, and they have deliberately shut their eyes to the truth. Otherwise, they would open their eyes to see and open their ears to hear and open their minds to understand. Then they would turn to me and I would instantly heal them. But blissfully are their eyes for they see. Delighted are their ears for they are open to hear all these things. Many prophets and godly people yearn to see these miracles that you've been favored to see. They would have given everything to hear the revelation you've been favored to hear. Now, you are ready to hear the explanation of the parable of the sower. What was sown along the paths represents the one who listens to the message of the kingdom, but doesn't understand it. The adversary then comes and snatches away what was sown into his heart. The one sown on gravel represents the person who got, gladly hears the kingdom message, but his experience remains shallow. Shortly after he hears it, troubles and persecutions come because of the kingdom message he received. Then he quickly falls away 
for the truth didn't sink deeply into his heart. The one sown among thorns represent those who receive the message, but all of life's busy distractions, his divided heart, his ambition for wealth result in suffocating the kingdom message and it becomes fruitless. But what was sown on good, rich, represents the one who hears and fully embraces the message of the kingdom. Their lives bear good fruit, for they were on rich soil. Some yield a harvest of 30, 60, even 100 times as much as was sown. Then Jesus taught them another parable. Heaven's kingdom can be compared to a farmer who planted good seed in his field. But when everyone was asleep, an enemy came and planted weeds among them, the wheat among the wheat and ran away. When the wheat sprouted and bore again, the weeds also appeared. So the farmers hired hands, came to help and said, Sir, wasn't that good seed that you sown in your field? Where did all these weeds come from? He answered, this has to be the work of the enemy. They replied, do you want us to go and gather up all the weeds? No, he said. If you pull out the weeds, you might uproot the wheat at the same time. Let them both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I'll tell the harvesters to gather the weeds first and tie them all in bundles to be burned. And they will harvest the wheat and put it into my barn. Then Jesus taught them another parable. Heaven's kingdom can be compared to the tiny mustard seed that a man takes and plants in his field. Although the smallest of all the seeds, it eventually grows into the greatest of garden plants, becoming a tree for birds to come and build their nests in its branches. Then he taught another parable. Heaven's kingdom can be compared to yeast that a woman takes and blends into three measures of flour and then waits until all the dough rises. Whenever Jesus addressed the crowds, he always spoke in allegories. He never spoke without using parables. He did this to fulfill the prophecy. I will speak to you in allegories. I will reveal secrets that you have been conceived that have been concealed since before the foundation of the world. Jesus left the crowds and went inside the house where he was staying. Then his disciples approached him and said, Please explain the deeper meaning of the parable of the weeds growing in the field of wheat. He answered, The man who sowed this, his field with good seed is the son of man and the field of the world. The good seeds I sow are the children of the kingdom realm. The weeds are the children of the evil one and the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest points to the end of age and the harvesters are God's messengers. As the weeds are bundled up and thrown into the fire, so it is and that it will be at the close of the age. The son of man will send his messengers and they will uproot everything out of his kingdom. All the lawless ones and everything that causes sin will be removed and they will throw them into the fiery furnace where they will experience great sorrow and anguish. Then the righteous will shine like the brightness of the sun in their father's kingdom realm. If you're unable to understand this, then you better respond. Heaven's kingdom realm can be illustrated like this. A person's discovered that there was hidden treasure in a field. Upon finding it, he hid it again. Because of uncovering such treasure, 
He was overjoyed and sold all that he possessed to buy the entire field just so he could have the treasure. Heaven's kingdom's realm is also like a jewel merchant in search of rare pearls. When he discovered one very precious and exquisite pearl, he immediately gave up and he had in exchange for it. Again, heaven's kingdom realm is like a fisherman who cast his large net into the lake, catching an assortment of fish. When the net was filled, the fishermen hauled it up on the shore and they all sat down to sort out their catch. They collected the good in baskets and threw the bad away. And so it was. Be at the close of the age. The messengers will come and separate the evil from among the godly and throw them into the fiery furnace where they will experience great sorrow and anguish. Now, do you understand this? Yes, they replied. He responded, every scholar of the scripture who is instructed in the ways of heaven's realm, kingdom realm, is like a wealthy homeowner with his house filled with treasures, both new and old. Right after Jesus taught his series of parables, he left from there. When Jesus arrived in his hometown of Nazareth, he began teaching the people in the synagogue. Everyone was dazed, overwhelmed with astonishment over the depth of revelation they were hearing. They said to one another, where did this man get such great wisdom and miraculous powers? Isn't he just the craftsman's son? Isn't he the mother named Mary? And his four brothers, Jacob, Joseph, Simon, and Judah? And don't his sisters all live in Nazareth? From where did he get all this revelation and power? And people began offering up and offended began to turn against him. Jesus said, there's one place a prophet is in honor. And that's in his own hometown. And their unbelief kept him from doing many mighty miracles in Nazareth. May God add a blessing to the reading of the word in Matthew 13 from the Passion Translation. Let us pray for today. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for giving us wisdom to be able to understand all of the parables that you have given us today regarding the seed and how it is to be sown on good ground. And then when it does um, so in good ground, Father God, that it will yield 30, 60, and even a hundredfold in return of the harvest. We're thanking you, Father God, that the Holy Spirit gives us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And we're thanking you, Father God, for being with us, for that we know that with you, all things are possible. We know that with you, Father God, we are reigning in life by Jesus Christ. We are not looking at things that are seen, but the things that are not seen. We know that we are walking by faith and not by sight. We are casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We are rooted and grounded in love because Christ dwells within us. We thank you, Father God, that we are the workmanship of God created in Christ Jesus for good works. We thank you, Father God, that we are partakers of God's divine nature. We thank you, Father God, that we are prosperous and in good health because our soul prospers. We thank you that we are transformed by the renewing of our mind to prove the perfect will of God. Lord, we thank you for this time and we thank you for this opportunity. We ask that you be with us, touch our families, touch our businesses, uh, be with our children, give us strength, wisdom, understanding that we will need for the rest of this day. We're loving you and we're thanking you for the rest of December. To God be the glory, God's blessings. 
Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Talk to you later. Bye.